Hello, and welcome to Furloughed, defining moments worth talking about. I'm your host, Leonard Cochran, and along with me today is Stephen Otterstrom, as always. So, Steve, it's been a good week at my end. Uh, my poison ivy is finally at the end of its itchiness, if that's oh, good. the proper word there. <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That's that's very uncomfortable. And that, might I suggest you you stop taking your shirt off when you um, work in the yard uh, from now on. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. I know you like Less to give a little something to the neighbors, but let's let's try and keep it under control from now on i think we had something in our cheerios this morning steve <laughs> maybe maybe well i think it's actually just the energy from our guests that we're going to have in just a little bit um as well so but anyways other than poison ivy clearing up anything any other rashes or anything you want to share with <laughs> with our with our team today yeah. or our, our listeners no, no nothing i want to share how about your world what's what's <laughs> happening for you well, the most exciting thing to happen for me is, as, as many of you remember, uh, towards the beginning of this podcast, I started keeping bees and uh, I took uh, some more honey uh, on Sunday, which was kind of fun. I got about two gallons of honey out of the hive. Wow. Probably the last I'll get for the year. I'll let them just kind of store it up. Maybe I'll get another harvest. We'll see. But uh, you know what the street value is for two gallons of honey? That's that's pretty good. Seventeen dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's it's pretty decent, but um, I I haven't tried to peddling my wares on the street yet. I'll, there you go. I, so far, I am just trying to make better neighbors and um, been delivering honey around. So. Ah, there you go. Yeah, excellent. So let me let me explain a little bit about who we've got today, um, since it looks like that's about all we've got in our personal lives. Uh, we have Juliana. Is it is it Keeley? Is that am I saying that right? I've I've worked with you for a while, and I just never really figured out if I got your last name right, Juliana. I have a feeling you don't have enough love for me, Steve. At this point, you should know my last <laughs> name, but it's okay. Um, yeah, it's Keeley. Keeley actually went from Xavier to Keeley. You know, like anyone else, once you get married, your life gets a little bit complicated, and that's what <laughs> happened to me too. So, um, Keeley Keeley works. It's like Keely Irish. Works. It's like an Irish American, actually. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Irish American Brazilian. Oh, so yes. our Irish American Brazilian that we have on uh, with us today, someone I had the great honor of getting to meet um, probably about, oh, maybe two months ago, uh, working together. I was doing some production work and um, Juliana was uh, the facilitator. And uh, one of the things I loved about Juliana is, see, now my Portuguese is not all that great. It is good. Um, it works. It, I can I can get I can get the message across. Um, and Juliana was was uh, facilitating in Portuguese, and then I would try and explain to people how to do systematic things. And one of the things I loved about Juliana from the very beginning is it's hard to fail in, when you're around her because she's just not going to let it happen, and she's just going to have this attitude that. Uh, makes you feel capable and makes you feel like you know what no follow tambien o portugues mas eu vou tentar so i don't know uh, if anyone understood that you know i may not speak portuguese but no, i will give no, it a try <laughs> i love it love it so, you, you speak more portuguese than my husband steve just so you know so way to go well considering the fact that husbands generally kind of stink <laughs> i'm not sure how to feel about that <laughs> but uh 
anyways, um, Juliana, why don't, why don't I give you a moment to kind of let people know a little bit about you? I know you've had a, a, a long career in many different areas. Uh, many of those have been focused around communication. So I think communication is definitely one of your strong points. Um, you also have um, a busy family life. Uh, you've worked multiple jobs, often at the same time. I think uh, you know, you've, you've definitely proven that you're a master of being able to uh, chew gum and walk at the same time and, and juggle and all of those, all of those things that uh, busy people do. But why don't you um, let us uh, know a little bit more about who you are? Sure, Steve. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank to you, too, uh, to, for having me here today. It's a pleasure. It's an honor, actually. Uh, really interesting and really important, you know, like with pandemic situation that we're going through and having people still out there uh, trying to reach out, uh, share a good idea, share share positivity and also motivate people. Right. Like especially, you know, not not only bringing to the negative side of the whole chaos we are going through, um, especially, you know, uh, here in U.S., uh, as you know, like Brazil, it's a hot spot as well. Um, so I'm having to kind of, when you mentioned like juggle, right, not only uh, my personal life, but also because I truly, truly uh, care about people, not only the people mm-hmm. that are uh, near to me, but also uh, acquaintances or or anyone that is struggling, um, even pre-pandemic, like it really, it really you know, touches me and it really makes me think of ways to motivate, uh, to um, improve people's life and, and, and also, uh, you know, bringing the positive sides. Not, that doesn't mean that I'm positive all the time. I actually have a, a good support system here in the house. My husband uh, has been fantastic uh, in supporting me in so many ways throughout my, my life, my career, right? So, uh, but so I'm very thankful and appreciative in so many ways, right? Um, so, as you asked, uh, um, starting from the beginning and making a long story short, because otherwise they're gonna be here the whole day. Steve knows me. Leonard got to know me this morning, yes. uh, and the people that know me know me, and I'm very open and like to talk, to exchange ideas, and also to to bring positivity and to motivate people, right? Um, uh, as you know, like the industry that we are, are right, which is like corporate training um, and uh, pro- technical pro- producing and working with webinars, virtual collaboration, you have to have some ingredients to to help people and, and to be successful too, right? Um, so anyways, so uh, that's my personality, like very friendly, very open and very uh, open to motivate people, you know, open-minded and open to motivate people. Uh, with the languages that I can, because <laughs> I don't speak all the languages in the world. Some of my friends think I do, uh, but I don't. Um, but interesting times, right? I uh, I came to US uh, as a result of a, a, a great need and love to be near Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, um, for the ones that know me, they know that I have this huge love for Mickey Mouse. Um, it's a long story short. Uh, I'm going to tell here, I was originally from, you know, I was born in Brazil, uh, raised and born there, uh, Rio de Janeiro. 
um, came from a middle upper class in, in Rio, uh, uh, ended up losing my, my father at, at nine. My father was engineer for a company very similar to AT&T in Brazil. And he was invited to go to Japan uh, to actually um, uh, learn from Japanese how to install fiber optics in Rio. Anyways, long story short, uh, he was there for a few months and uh, he um, think he went to Disney Tokyo. So the memories that I have are like those pictures of Mickey Mouse and characters. So he came back with a few books. Uh, I would say 80% of my my school um, backpacks and pencil cases, they are all either Hello Kitty, rice and Rio, or, or in Japanese. I, of course, at that time, I, I didn't even know what that meant. But um, that stuck to me, you know. Um, a few months after that, he, he, he passed, right? So he, uh, he was involved in a car accident. Uh, uh, and that made a, a huge impact on me. Yeah. So since then, um, I, I was, you know, I always had this strong personality, a go-getter and all that. That became, that flourished even more back then, right? And uh, that's when my psychosis about Mickey Mouse started. <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, uh, the great need of uh, being involved with people's lives, also uh, trying to help people, uh, uh, motivate people, uh, bring positive energy, uh, uh, connect with different people, and kind of filling those gaps that were missing at that time, right? Um, so I decided, um, I felt like I felt much, very much like out of the place uh, in Rio. I felt like my career wasn't actually taking the course that I wanted. So I transferred my credits to U.S. and decided to pursue my, my college degree uh, in Georgia right? Um, in TV broadcasting. Um, right after that, that's when I started to connect with a lot of great people. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I had, I did have the skills, but I, most important, I, I made the right connections uh, back then. I was always uh, trying to be my, my, my friendly personality, but also truly, truly interested in, in how people were growing and uh, how could I succeed, but also help other people succeed, right? Interns or even uh, uh, people that are like uh, lowering the chain compared to me. So, um, so work with a few companies, uh, uh, some really, you know, um, good companies, or in my opinion, at least, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. In the media industry uh, for many years, uh, close to probably like 10, 12 years, I was in the TV broadcasting um, moved to different states and all that. Uh, and then at some point, it was probably like one of the, after my, my father's death was the second most important uh, time of my life, aside, of course, getting married to my wonderful husband and all that at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Where else, right? Where else, right? I mean, I, I told him, like, it's 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 now and ever, and he has to be there, because otherwise I'm not going. <laughs> so now, he did, was like, did okay. he have to wear Mickey Mouse ears when you, when you got married? He had, yeah, he had. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do it anymore, because we've been married ten, close to 10 years, so I don't think he... He doesn't have to put up with that anymore. <laughs> no, no. The only thing he had to agree was when we got, uh, when we moved to Florida, I told him, 
I need to have a space in the house that I have to have Mickey Mouse all over the place. And he told me, just use the second floor of the house. So the <laughs> second floor of the house has Mickey Mouse everywhere. But um, yeah, but uh, so, so my son was born. Uh, this was something really different for me because I was never that type of person. Uh, I, I always uh, tell my husband that he... He was my life goal, right? He, uh, he, he was what I wanted. He was my life goal. Uh, he was the most important thing. I never thought about, you know, some people, some of my good friends, they say like, oh, I have, I, one of my goals is to be a mom. And of course I wanted to have a family, but um, I was happy enough, me and him. Uh, uh, having kids didn't happen for a long time. I had a very stressful work um, schedule. And I was involved with different projects. I was a workaholic, like like Steve mm-hmm. mentioned. I was involved with different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Christian happened, and we named him Christian because he was pretty much like a miracle, right? I wasn't that age where I was already on my late thirties, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't whatever was happening. Uh, you know, uh, I wasn't able to actually uh, conceive, right? And then as a miracle, Christian came and that changed my whole perspective of work environment, uh, life goals and all that. Like I, I feel like for a lot of females ha- happens that way too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Juliana, let, let me, uh, if, we, if we can kind of talk to that for just a moment. So you did have a child a little bit later than later in life. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how had you been trying previously or was it just the busy lifestyle just sort of didn't give you the opportunity or kind of, do you mind talking to that a little bit? Oh, not at all. Not at all, Leonard. Um, so yeah, maybe I wasn't training as often as the husband wished. You have a Brazilian wife that, you know, people have those conceptions of, right. Oh, I'm not going to go there. But uh, yeah, I, I to be very honest with you, I, I think uh, we tried, uh, you know, like we're at some point we're very serious. We're not like, oh, it has to be this time, this way. But um, we tried. We tried for many years and um, and it didn't happen. And at some point I was like, oh, maybe it was it's not meant to be. Maybe uh, it was really hard to at that time. It was really hard. Let's say like pre-Christian. OK, mm-hmm. it's like uh, you have like. Before and after zoos, let's let's as as Stephen says, let's say like before and after Christian, right? BC and AC. Yeah. So uh, so BC, right? Um, at my my mind, I was and I was very workaholic. I was involved with many things. I moved right from a totally different country, totally different co- culture. Sure. I, I went to American school. I was taught English since I was four. I was I taught other languages as well, but to me. Uh, you know, it was really hard to come to this country and then and not make it count, not make it happen. So um, I wasn't really co- too concerned, you know, that wasn't that my son wasn't there yet. And we had a talk. We actually talked about, you know, maybe we go to Brazil, we can adopt a child or we can do it here in the U.S. Um, so it happened that way up until um, I moved right from uh, one of the leaders in in broadcasting in Atlanta and I happened to actually work uh, with the sports sides of Disney 
in another state. I see. And it was a much more laid back environment. Uh, and believe it or not, I was less stressful, less worried. And I happened to get pregnant there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it happened. But uh, yeah, I was much more, it was later in, in life. I was on my, I was like probably 38 years old, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so, so we worked. So we worked. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know so many people uh, kind of plan, uh, which I never did, <laughs> but so many people plan their children. And so it's, it's just uh, interesting to hear that. Um, and then just like you say, to be in such a less stressful environment, I've heard countless stories of how that just really is kind of the miracle cure. So that's interesting. Yes. Yes. I think it was the right time to, uh, there's always timing for everything in life. Right. Um, like right now, the situation that we all live with this pandemic, it's like, Oh, why is this happening? Uh, why me? Or, uh, but I, I, I tried to see, uh, and my, my husband has helped me a lot in this journey to, to see the good side of things. I tend to be very critical, especially of myself, why things are not going to move in this way because I've done everything I could. But um, he, it, it was it was a good timing. It was a good timing. It was a bit later, but I, I feel like I was more prepared. I also feel that if he had come before my life, me, myself, I don't think so much uh, from my husband's perspective, but I had the chance to you know, don't get me wrong. Okay. But like, enjoy life a bit more, uh, have things together financially. We were still not where we wanted, but, um, I had this amazing opportunity and I truly feel like I'm blessed for having, uh, the chance to work with fantastic professionals out there. Uh, I would say 99%, like there's, there's always a a few of them. They're like, no, I don't (laughs) <laughs> that's not this is not the best uh, uh opportunity or, or or connection but um i i feel i feel fulfilled you know i look back uh i when christian was born that's what i wanted to to share with all of you i my life changed completely i never thought it would change that much uh i i was so i i saw it as a blast and i also saw it as like a opportunity to change careers. And I was really focused on having uh, a flexible job that would allow me to be there for my son and enjoy the life that that I wanted without compromising us financially that much. So um, I I had a great, a great, great uh, leader um, in this company. And uh, she's actually not with us anymore, uh, but she she helped me um, move from full time to part time, and that's when I started with the corporate training, uh, half time, half in the mornings, right, morning afternoons, and I was working at nights with sports uh, from four to ten. Uh, didn't didn't feel at that time that I was taking time away from my son because my my husband uh, would come. And, and take the bar from me, right, and hold the fort at nights when I was working. And in the morning, I was at home. We were able to have lunch together. Um, and anyways, so so after that, um, he he got transferred to Orlando uh, to work with his company there. We, we, he was working in Charlotte. Uh, he's in real estate. 
and um, and I was able to keep, you know, I left my previous job. I maintained my, my other job that I had it. And um, so for a few years, right, I was able to work remotely, uh, making some good money. You know, I wasn't making like, I was making some pretty decent money and still. Um, and because people have this concept, wow, you're working remotely, you're, you're, you're getting paid badly, or you're not, you're not being valued. Never had that feeling. Uh, totally opposite. Um, and um, so, so then, right, my son is four now, pandemic happened, and I was actually involved with a really, really, really special project with one of the companies that I have, you probably can guess, right? Like one of the companies that I always dream uh, working for. And, um, and it was interesting. I was challenging myself. I was in a a bit different environments. I was pushing myself, learning different things. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they have the thought that I did a good job, but it, it didn't last long because I pandemic happened and um, uh, virtual collaboration, right? Like uh, a lot of people, like Stephen had mentioned other episodes, like you're going from on-site to online training. And I went a totally different way uh, some people are actually, they are not arguing, but asking me like, how can you leave a job like this at full-time hours to work as a contractor from home and taking the chances? It's pandemic. You don't know what's going to happen. And I will come to some of my friends and, and, and some actually family members. I will come to them and say, hey, I have distress on myself. Uh, it's easy to, to, to say because my husband has a full-time, pretty solid job, right? So I was able to have some cushion. But uh, to me, it was more about, I was comparing both jobs. I was like, well, pandemic, it's happening. A lot of people ne- have the need for bilingual professionals, right? Um, uh, but Portuguese is horrible right now, but my English is decent, still working on it. <laughs> and I do, <laughs> I do some French, like very basic and Spanish as well. So I, I feel like, you know what, there. That's that's the moment where I can probably be helping people out there and um, and also uh, grow grow in this field even more. Uh, have the opportunity to me uh, to not uh, influence people's lives, but also have them influence my own life. Right? We we a lot of the talks we have in this session sometimes it's not only the content but also. How are you getting through? Uh, are you fine? I mean, how do you, how do, how are you able to coach? How are you able to apply leadership in situations like that? How are you able to communicate? So, um, to me, it's very rewarding. I don't see myself. You never know with me, right, Steve? But I don't see myself <laughs> doing anything different. Uh, I'm very happy, blessed, appreciative, and fulfilled. Um, I, I have health. Uh, not many people in Brazil that I know got impacted. Um, but with COVID and, and here in the US, I don't know anyone. So to me, just just that is a bless, you yeah. know, and, yes. and be able to work. Yes. So, so I'm trying to see in a different way. You know, I know a lot of people, and I understand people have different reasons and political reasons, cultural reasons, social reasons, but uh, my my takeaway from this pandemic, they, they have, have been more 
positive, uh, directly related to my family and friends, than negative. So I, I wanted to share this. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, you know, there's so many things I want to ask you about now that as, as you've gone through and, and I definitely want to get into, you know, some of those difficult decisions that you had to make, you know, like stepping out into the dark and and some of the things that you've done to influence others. But there's one burning question that I've had for since since uh, you brought up Christian. Go ahead, and, Steve. <laughs> and that Go ahead. Is, you know, you, your your love for the mouse. Right. Um, for Mickey yeah. Mouse. And, and it's a lot of love. It's not, it's, it's a, lot a lot of love. It's, it's what brought you here to the United States. Like I thought at first you're <laughs> yes. going to talk about your husband, you know, but it's like, no, there was always a man before him. Yes. It was Mickey Mouse. How, what, tell me about your experience in introducing Mickey Mouse to your son. That must've been a very special thing. And, and did he receive Mickey well, or is that mom's thing still? Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> well, like if you go to my Facebook, you see um, as first time he was out of my belly, of course, you have like those um, kind of wraparounds, right? Like uh, um, things and you they put their, you know, the cap and all that. And I was just waiting for the first opportunity to get him on a Mickey Mouse outfit. And I did. <laughs> so, yeah. So since day zero, I'll say day zero, day three, let's let's be realistic. Day three, day four. I, um, I mean, I have a lot of clothes. I have a lot of things that are like Disney related and especially that's related to Mickey. So he, he, he likes it a lot. I don't think he likes it as I do, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we have a Mickey mouse room in the, in the house and all that and front yard, backyard, pool, uh, office. Um, I have worked for three branches of Disney, um, not trying to make a lot of, uh, like brag about it or make a lot of advertisement, but I did um, news, sports, and um, most recent uh, Disney parks. So I feel accomplished. I feel very blessed. And uh, Mickey Mouse will never go away from my life. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's weird. I know it's weird, but it's it's a huge love I have for the mouse. I, well, yeah. It's interesting because I, I know several people who have, have similar um I'm not going to say cultish relationship. With, <laughs> yeah, with it kind of is. But, you know, um, but especially what's interesting, I, I think for a lot of people, it becomes a great way to connect with others. And, and, and I feel like with you that I see that, that similar trend, you know, that um, your whole life has been about connecting to people regardless of how far away they are, you know, even why was it that you went into TV broadcasting? And for me, it feels like because you always were about connecting with people as far as it was physically or possible to connect. And, and, and I, and I, and people who I've known who have really loved Mickey Mouse, you know, and it becomes a connection to other people as well. You know, it's a conduit and something that is a family they enjoy. So uh, it's just very interested to hear if that's something that that your your son gets excited about with you, or if it's like, wow, all all our all our glassware has Mickey on it now, so no, he does, no, he does. He, I would say, like eighty percent of his clothes, his clothes are Mickey Mouse clothes, but uh, if not Disney or Avengers and all that. Yes. Well, now they have Star Wars, so you don't really need to go anywhere else. This is, of course, starting to turn into a Disney commercial, and we're not getting you know sponsored by them. But <laughs> I don't know how 
I don't know how I would make it through the pandemic with my family without Disney Plus. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like whatever is in your pandemic survival kit, Disney Plus needs to be in there if you have children. If you don't have children, you might do fine with with just Hulu and, and Netflix, but otherwise Disney Plus has to be in your pandemic survival kit. You know, I, I also um, kind of wanted to go back to you talking about some of the decisions you made uh, in deciding to work from home. And uh, and really this sounds like it had a lot to do with, you know, being a mother and, and wanting to spend time with Christian. Were there ever moments where you felt like, am I doing the right thing? Is this going to work out? Or, or just have kind of this, you know, eternal optimism that always kicks in and and makes you know it's going to be okay. Yeah, Steve, I think to me, um, like I said before, right, it's, it's, it's easy for me to say, like having my husband with a solid full-time hour job with the benefits, good benefits, good pay, uh, to go their route, right? I know a lot of females and some of them are like lead females there. It, it's hard for them to sustain one, two, three children or, you know, uh, be able to be working remotely and making a good job in spite of all that. But um, uh, funny, funny that you said that because uh, I actually had those thoughts before <laughs> I, I went to work remote. I was like, oh, am I doing the right thing? I mean, am I getting paid enough? I mean, who, 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 who doesn't ask those questions at some point in their career, right? And I was like, how do I want to live my life? How, you know, especially when you're getting close to those 30s, 40s, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not more than 40s people, just so you know, like I'm still like <laughs> in the middle. I'm not going to tell you my age. Do your research on, on Google. But um, I feel, um, to me, it was was actually the opposite. It was like, I've been working so hard. I In the broadcasting industry, as you might know, right? Uh, especially working for the leaders in sports or broadcasting, you just working um, 10 hours, 12 hours, you working uh, at two until two o'clock. I had uh, a shift at CNN. I was actually working at three o'clock in the morning and I did it for a year and a half and I was going from three until one o'clock. So I pretty much didn't see my husband. That's one of the reasons, like, thank you, CNN, that I wasn't able to have kids back then because I was not able to see my husband. Of course, uh, great opportunity work with great professionals, CNN Spanish, um, CNN domestic as well. But um, I, I, I have the feeling that I have, and I keep, I will never forget. My husband came to me, and of course, again, I have a very supportive one. I was blessed with a really good one, um, saving the times that he leaves the towels on the floor. Uh, he, he's perfect. So, <laughs> but so he didn't uh, put the toilet seat down then. I'm sorry, what? He, he even remembers to put the toilet seat down then. Is that? Mm, I, let's not go. Let's go that way. <laughs> okay. My son does. My son was very, well, my husband was very very well raised too. Otherwise, I would have issues with my mother-in-law here. But um, no, I mean, I don't have much to complain, you know. And I I remember my husband coming to me, right, when I was about to, to leave ESPN and all that uh, from full-time to part-time. And he came to me and he said, I was like, I'm, I'm having the last doubt and I need to make the right decision. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing towards going part-time so I can have more time with Christian, so I can uh, find other ways to provide, to be, um, 
to feel needed, to feel that I'm growing, right? Um, but I don't know. And he told me, like, have you met anyone in your life that have regretted spending time with their, a good parents, spending time with their children? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I haven't. He was like, so you're doing the right thing. So I get very emotional here because I, 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 that's what I needed, you know, that that's, I kind of needed validation that, you know, a lot of females in this industry, right, they are very, um, you know, huge leaders, competitors, they are hard working, uh, workaholic uh, females out there. And it's really hard. Um, I understand uh, some do uh, keep their jobs and they, they do well. They just, you know, they work full time and some others, they feel guilty. I feel like being a mother, you feel guilty either way. If you keep a full time job, you feel guilty because you're not there. And then if you let go of your career, you feel guilty. So you're just, you're done right there. You know, you're just like, okay, whatever. Just deal. pick one and go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but well, I have no regrets for sure. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's great that it was a, for lack of better words, group decision, right? So, I mean, your, your husband supported you. You, you had some serious conversation about it. You expressed how you felt and the whole thing. And so it really, I think that sets you up for success regardless of the outcomes, right? Um, I, I know some years ago, uh, we, and my wife had chosen that, okay, she was going to go ahead and, and work from home and we made the decision and interestingly enough, just as soon as we made the decision, just like in a matter of that week, uh, we found out that I was going to lose my job in six months. They let us know they were closing down in six months. And so we, we had to come back to that decision and say, okay, you know, we, we had committed. We had all our reasons laid out. Does she now need to stay and work? Or do we just tough it out during that transition? And of course, we live in a culture that by all means, it seems as though two people need to work to support a family. And so we really had some tough decisions there. And uh, so that being said, Juliana, it's not about me, but about your story. I'm, I'm curious, since you did make that decision with your husband, were there any surprises that came up? Because I know usually when once you make the decision, it's pretty galvanized and easy to move forward. But what what surprises did you have come up since you made that decision and they they may not have been as dramatic as mine it might be something more pleasurable but i'm just curious if there's something maybe you've seen along the way that just really surprised you in making that decision huh i i don't know because i'm trying to think when you when you say surprises i'm thinking about um trying to think on on the positive way but it's taking me to the negative Mm -hmm. um but um like i said before i i truly truly um like my husband is more centered than me like i'm more like all over the place right like kind of like hectic person he's like a you know vet uh, you know like army veteran and like more centered more introspective and all that and um funny thing that you say like about uh, surprises right when i think about surprises and i think about actually moving towards uh, the whole pandemic uh, subject, right? right. Uh, one thing that I, I I didn't expect, like, right? Uh, one thing that I've learned from him, cash is king. And I'm not going to mention here where that um, uh, word comes from, that phrase comes from, somebody very, uh, um, you know, important, and I, I feel, especially right now to so many people during this pandemic, right? 
we always had uh, financial stability to the point where um, sometimes I was spending more, but he was always saving here, like paying off that, trying to get into credit cards and get out and try to to manage things. So when I think about surprises, like the, I, I can tell you like about good surprises. I can think about when I look back and maybe I'm forgetting right now, but I... Um, since I moved uh, to the remote work environment, um, I had surprises in sessions, like virtual collaboration surprises, you know, with different clients, but nothing bad, nothing too bad. Uh, I just have good memories. I have uh, met like great people. I I had the chance to to follow along with my son needs, uh, able to be. Uh, of course, right? I don't run a house like in, in an impeccable way. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I stay-at-home work mom. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, sometimes we have average and, you know, Leonard, uh, Steven, even more too. Uh, we have uh, 50, I had weeks, I have like 60-hour weeks, 60, I got to a point one, one week I had 70 uh, working with different clients. Uh, but I'm here, so I'm able to follow along very closely to so many things and um, when I, as you mentioned, like surprise, I really, I, I think about good surprises, you know, like, about, I don't know, things that weren't expected, they were good. I truly, truly, um, in my household and my related friends and family, I'm not having any bad uh, negative experiences. Um, and I'm trying not to touch this point here in the podcast, but I see a lot, a lot going on in our country. And I say our country, it's U.S., like I'm American citizen, so I've, yes, I wasn't born here, but I have much love for this country like anyone else that was born here. Sure. And um, I'm an immigrant, right? And uh, my husband is American. My son is Brazilian-American. He was born here. But I, I, I get sad. I get sad, um, like changing subject. I see um, many things going on, uh, a lot of injustice, a lot of, um, anarchy, and I feel like this just doesn't belong in this country, and we have to do something about it. Not trying to get political, but um, I truly, truly, again, appreciate uh, everything that I have accomplished here in this country, uh, the friends I made, the, the family that I built, and uh, the financial status I have, the, you know, and, and many other things, uh, the public system, public health system, if you think about Brazil, other places in South America, that's unthinkable, you know, uh, things like that just don't, they don't exist. Um, so I feel, uh, and again, this is my perspective, a little bit polemic, but I truly feel we should appreciate more what we have here. We should uh, help more. We should appreciate more. We should um Try and think in a different way. How do we fix this and not just breaking things or, or calling names or bringing to the racial side or bringing to the political side? But that's my perspective, right, Leonard? So yeah, I think that's yeah. a really great perspective to bring into it because I, I think something that Leonard and I have have often said in our conversations with one another, and and you know Leonard and I aren't necessarily on the same page a lot of times politically, but what usually we're on the same page on is what we want, like the yeah. results, yeah. you know? And I think generally speaking in the U S and across the world, you can come from completely opposite sides of the political aisle and we want the same basic things. 
you know, and I'm really glad you brought up, you know, just we should, we need to be grateful for what we have um, because it's so easy to focus on a deficit and it's so toxic to focus on a deficit and there'll always be more that we don't have than what we do have. And I would really be curious. I mean, I know, I, I know it has a lot to do with your life experiences and I, I could even maybe point to some things that to me, I think have helped you have that not focusing on what is missing, but focusing on what you have. And even in doing that, I think that helps you have more. Uh, but are, is there anything that, that you, you think maybe brought you to this point in your life? Or, you, or were you always someone who could remember that it's important to be truly grateful for what, what, we, what we have now? Well, I, I think it all... Uh, brings it back to, you know, the time when I left my father. And of course, that made me stronger. I had a few other losses um, in the family. And um, I had, you know, moments where it made me feel like, you know, as a nine-year-old girl, like in Brazil and by myself, kind of, you know, having to face so many things. I had I had a good family to support me and to be there for me and friends. But in the end of the day, you have to make your own decisions, right? So, um, I think another thing that made me stronger was, you know, being able to absorb a, a, a new culture language. Uh, and, uh, you know, at that time, right, um, we didn't have like as much like internet connections or social media to talk to your friends and family overseas. So I had to, you know, uh, adjust to the American culture growing pains, even though I went to American school in Brazil. Um, and and part of my personality as well, part of uh, my 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 character of wanting to succeed, wanting to move forward, and making it happen, you know, and 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 learning, right? I'm not gonna say that I succeed. I was very successful in all my my um, you know the adventures that I put myself into, because most of the time, yes, I'm the one that actually <laughs> put myself in the situations, but. Um, Again, I feel like it's a combo of my personality, uh, a few strong things that happened in my life uh, that helped me grow and helped me learn how to dodge those curveballs or even grab them and throw it back. And I just feel, I f truly feel, you know, um, I'm very appreciative and I'm, I'm, I truly feel blessed for having the right people on my side. Uh, even, even, you know, great teams working professionally, work with great teams. Uh, a lot of them were very supportive. Uh, some of them became family. They are not even friends anymore. Don't know if I can call Steven my, my family yet. He'll have to prove himself. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah. I'm, I've made it there, though, haven't I, Juliana? <laughs> <laughs> you have to prove himself. Leonard is always ahead of me on, on these things. Uh, you know. I love when you talked about absorbing a new culture and I, I really, you know, as you were talking, I thought that's what we need. I, I can't think of anything that wouldn't um, break down the challenges that we have in our country and in the world as much as people just having the opportunity to 
spend some time and absorb a culture that's not their own. Doesn't mean you're exactly. rid of the one you have. You're still Brazilian, right? You're yeah, still... can get the Brazilian out of me. That's for sure. I've tried. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and I th- I feel like sometimes people feel like to absorb a culture, we're asking them to sacrifice the culture they have right now, and that and that's really not the case. Yes, um, it's an opportunity to expand um, into a in a into a culture that's unique. Yes, um, that's for sure. And there's some another thing that I wanted to touch. It wasn't like when, American culture. It's not you know it's the history, but it's all it's not only the language, right? But it's also the 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 racial differences, which is really strong here, right? This is one of the things that I actually um, saw as as soon as I moved here. I was like, whoa, this is so different. Like, because in Brazil, it's more social. It's more about uh, social status, like poor and rich and middle class, which doesn't even exist there anymore. You're either rich or you're poor. So, I hope not. But um, so many great things here. I, I truly, truly, right, um, sharing right here, not many people know, my, my good friends know, like my husband is, it's, it's Caucasian, blue eyes, blonde hair, white. My son is a little, it's a little mutt. Like I'm actually, my mom, Uh, my brother doesn't like me to make this comparison, but my mom is like, she looks like Jane Fonda a little bit, my father Will Smith. So I'm kind of a mix a little bit. Um, (laughs) What a power couple. (laughs) Yeah, they're very powerful. Jane Uh, Fonda and Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully for the best. But uh, when I mention cultures, I can actually see, right? Even though I I didn't face this in Brazil, much more in U.S., but I can see both sides um, and also understand my husband is Republican. I'm more in the Democrat side, uh, open-minded, flexible, of course. But um, I can see the both sides in, in so many ways. But that's me, right? I don't expect mm-hmm. all my friends and family or acquaintances to see both sides. But why don't we try, right? So we can move together, just united we stand, right? I like yeah. It's a very powerful word, you know, united we stand. So. What, and I do... Personally, Juliana, I do think having those different experiences, I mean, obviously you being born in another country and coming here, um, and for us that have lived here all of our lives, we need that kind of exposure, not necessarily to live somewhere else, but just like Steve said, Mm -hmm. you know, a a trip somewhere that puts us out of our comfort zone or driving to a part of town that's difficult for us to feel comfortable or whatever the case might be. And that gives us an opportunity to recognize there are human beings there as much as there are in our little bubble that we live in. And I, I know, you know, yes, politics gets heated in my own house. And it's just learning to be empathetic to somebody that is a little different than you, right? Because in the end, we're all human beings. You know, you, you mentioned one of the highlights of your life is having your son. Well, certainly many of us could say the same as well. You know, when we had children, the hard decisions about changing jobs many of us had had to make hard decisions about changing jobs or which job to apply for, however we want to spin it. And so I, I just think it's so rich. And I think oftentimes those of us that were born here lack some of that perspective that people like yourself that were, um, if I can say it, fortunate enough to move here and become citizens, uh, you, you do have such a diverse uh, outlook on it. And we could glean so much from that. I couldn't agree more, really. I couldn't. 
you know, um, and in fact, you know, going back to uh, this absorbing a new culture, it really isn't about absorbing a new culture in that we should try more different kinds of foods and, <laughs> and things, but it's, it's really about absorbing other people. And, and one of the things that Leonard, as you were talking, that came to mind is, is just how I found our friendship to be so rich in that we do come from different places, you and I, yes. you know, and, and there are different subcultures within a culture. And that's maybe what we need to look at more right now as a, as a country is how do we absorb those, those subcultures? We may all be American, but you're not my type of American. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, how, how do we, how do we make a bigger tent uh, that, that allows more people in? And, and I'd be really curious, Juliana, cause you've navigated this, you know, you, you talk about the most intimate relationship a person has is with their spouse and, you know, Right now, people are, are, are in the streets physically fighting each other for the differences that, that might exist within your own household, and yet you have a deep, loving relationship. And that's something we could all learn from. Any ideas that you could share with us on how do you create a deep, loving relationship when you maybe don't agree with each other? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, to validate what you're saying, I truly, truly, I feel blessed, I have to go back, I would do all over again. But I, I it's funny you say that, that I, I, I got married to my other half, but that's my other half is totally different from me. Um, we have different beliefs, we actually have different religions. Uh, we come from different uh, backgrounds. Um, different countries, different languages. We like somewhat different food. Um, but I, I think, um, and, and I, of course, again, right, I, I have to raise him to the air and say, like, you know, thank you, Zeus, for, for <laughs> this gift, you know, Hakuna Matata. Um, <laughs> but um, he he's fantastic. I learned uh, so much, not only about finance, but also about um, how to do it right. Um, as a person, as a human being, I like any Latinos, right? Let, let's not be, uh, not, not um, you know, generalized, but we, we do have hot-blooded, we do have, are more emotional in some ways, right? Um, not trying to be generic, but, you know, their stereotypes are there for a reason, right? Um, but I feel... He brings the best of me, you know, he balances out well and I balance him out. So I think it's anything, you know, in life, you, you have to learn how to balance. You can't be sitting down in front of the computer and, and um, just working, working, working. You have to find a way to go out, right? You have to find time to communicate. You have to find uh, patience, right? Sometimes patience is not there. You had a long day. So I think, uh, again, right, <laughs> me more than anyone like in this training should know what communication means and how to apply. So um, yeah. sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes uh, I have days that I do want to eat, eat Doritos. I mean, I make, I make fun of him because he, uh, the highlight of my day is when I end my day, I lay down my bed. I have uh, a bag of Doritos 
and I have my wine cooler or uh, uh, my sweet wine, and I want to eat on my bed. I pay for the beds. I want to sit down on the bed. I want to eat on the bed, and that's what I want to eat, not on the couch, not on the pool area, not in the backyard, front yard. And that bothers my husband. So automatically, he's so such a nice person that he, he leaves the bed and goes to the living room. It doesn't matter if it's 11, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. And he puts on his timer and he knows like, you know, after 10 years, he knows what time I'm supposed to be finished with a few episodes of uh, um, Vikings. Uh, and he returns and, oh, it's good. So um, we are not a perfect couple, but I feel like we commit and we tend to compromise in many things. And that's why he has lasted for so long, even though we're totally different people totally different culture and it's been working so far so we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah my, my side of the bed would have that little vacuum cleaner like your husband has i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> wow well that's that's I, this is such rich uh conversation here and I, I i love the way that you present it you know i, I love your positive look juliana and i'm sure you know without question all of life has not just rolled out there for you. Uh, and of course, you've got that zest to grab it by the tail if it doesn't anyhow. Uh, but just such, such good nuggets uh, for, you know, especially Steve and I always kind of talk to our audience a little bit here. So I just, again, kind of want to encourage our audience. You know, she mentioned support system as being important. Um, and, you know, stretching yourself. And I'm sure, Juliana, you'd be the first to testify that, changing cultures is not something that is comfortable, right? You know, it takes some stretching. For sure not. And so I think we live in a world where maybe we forget that things are sometimes uncomfortable and uncomfortable can be healthy for us. And uh, so I just want to encourage our audience, you know, that if you're uncomfortable in this season, whether it's COVID, whether it's lack of uh, concerns about the job, because believe me, I'm right there with you. Um, we've just got to kind of live a little bit in that uncomfortableness. And I, I think you, know, you didn't use the term have a little faith, but it feels like we just need to have a little faith and uh, put our effort into it and just trust things will work. And I, I, I think that's just so wonderful. Yeah, I think what I would say I just would take away from this is just embrace differences around you, you know, that, um, and that's what I'm going to try and look at. I think I'll maybe spend some time today trying to figure out why people see things in a different way. Uh, because I think really the richness of Juliana's experience in life has been that she hasn't shied away from things that are different. It's been quite the contrary. Yes. She's been intrigued and she has ran towards the differences. And that's why this richness that we're seeing right now. And I love the story about the Doritos and the wine cooler. I, I, <laughs> I think, I think that is really like the key to a healthy marriage. I don't know what the principle is in that, to, but it's like, if you tell that story to anyone that's been married longer than six months, they'll go, Oh yeah, that's what makes a marriage last. <laughs> Sometimes it's popcorn with Parmesan too, but uh, listen, I'm, I'm wearing my 44. I'm not going to change. And sometimes, you know, he misses me when I tell him like, hey, okay, I'm going to the, the guest bedroom upstairs. He's like, no, you belong here. He was like, well, so what's going to be? Are you going to 
put up with my Parmesan cheese crumbles in the bed or or what? <laughs> it's a package deal, right? <laughs> exactly. It was signed many years ago, my friend. Well, and I think that's that's an interesting element to it is like that part of what makes it work is that you don't always compromise. You know, that, that you don't bend to everything, that you have places that allow you just to, I don't know where those lines should be drawn. And I'm sure that you spend a lifetime figuring that out. Uh, but it's a key part of what makes rich relationships like this work. So thank you very much, Juliana. I, I, this, this is, I'm looking forward to uh, going through and doing the editing because it means I get to listen to this again. Um, any, any last thoughts um, from either of you? I just want to leave like a, a last um, positive message to everyone that's out there looking for jobs. Um, a lot of it, it's common sense, right? Like I'll keep, keep connecting on LinkedIn and all that, but mostly and truly um, just believe yourself, you know, believe that yes, uh, you can do. Uh, this country has so much to offer to all of us. Um, make connections, keep positive out there. Uh, try and find something that you like out of work, right? I, for example, have started uh, focusing. I have a pain cave here. This is for another episode. Um, I have built a pain cave, uh, which is like a term a lot of people uh, have used during pandemic. And I have a, a treadmill. I have created a stationary. Um, I bought a trainer for my stationary bike because I didn't want to get COVID from the gym. And I was like, you know what? I was gonna sign for uh, do my ha- first half, my first my first full marathon in January. And I was uh, thinking about signing for the Great Floridian, which is like a triathlon that they have here, a shorter distance and. Um, and maybe and maybe a half Ironman in a few years, you know, I'm just moving towards that level. Uh, and I was like, you know what? The pandemic is here. I'm not going to stop my training. I'll, I'll keep training. I'll find ways. Of course, you know, money help, uh, helps, right? Yes. Um, of course, you have to have resources. But, you know, just reinvent yourself. Be creative. Uh, don't stop. Uh, if you have the time, I know it's hard for everyone, but try to inspire people, try to help people if you can, even if it's virtually helping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, like Steven said, uh, uh, try to see, uh, to understand why, right. Somebody is not like you and the reasons and, and to compromise and to make friendships that would, that you keep it for, for a lifetime, and so so we have a better world to to give to our kids everyone and for the ones that don't have kids to to age because it's not looking very good right now so let's make it happen Hmm. well said well said thank you juliana it's it's been a pleasure having you on the show and great meeting you through the show as well so thank you for your time And for our audience, that does bring us to the end of the show. Some good food for thought. I won't add to it, but one simple thing. (laughs) And if you listen to this and pay attention, Juliana often mentioned what she had learned through life. And so I think just one more note of forever learning is important as well. With that, we'll go ahead and say goodbye to you. And thank you again for listening to us and supporting us. 
And as always, we want to recognize our sponsors, Upwords Unlimited. That's Upwords, W-O-R-D-S, unlimited.com. And they are especially focused on helping you with in your teams with conversations, connections, collaboration, and communities. Bye-bye. See you next week. Yeah, 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 yeah.